Hey, I'm September Smith, and this is the She's All That podcast, season two. As always, conversations with women doing awesome shit is the foundation of my podcast. And in this transition season to a post-pandemic world, my guests are business owners combining their agile business jobs, their expertise, and their insight to offer their clients innovative solutions for the post-pandemic business reality. Each and every one brings a fresh edge to business that you'll want to hear about. Welcome to the She's All That video podcast. This week, I am talking with Michelle J. Raymond, and we're going to be getting into something that might surprise people who are thinking about using LinkedIn for their business. Michelle J. Raymond is a global LinkedIn company pages specialist, and she works with passionate small businesses and their owners to boost their reputation and their revenue on LinkedIn. Now, Michelle has a 20 plus year sales career in industry, if I'm not mistaken, Michelle, so working with companies and then you've done seven years doing social selling on LinkedIn. So you help business people grapple with LinkedIn. So just to get started with our conversation about LinkedIn and what you do with people and one of your more interestingly controversial claims around LinkedIn, let's start in the shallow end. So LinkedIn pages, LinkedIn business pages, LinkedIn profile. What is the difference? And what do people need to know about these things? Thanks for having me, September, because the really, you're right, it's really confusing for people because there are so many different options on LinkedIn. And so what I find is that business owners who have limited time, right, they're already running full-time businesses, probably doing extra hours, running around with so many different hats. And then there's this thing called LinkedIn that they recognize that they probably should be doing, but they don't actually have the resources internally. So where do you focus your time, you know, and so you've got options. So you've got your personal profile, which is, you know, for me, it would be Michelle J. Raymond. You have options to have company pages, which is my business, good trading co. And then, you know, within that, there's also other things on LinkedIn, you've got groups and you've got all kinds of different things floating around. So where do you start? And so you'll hear a lot of people talk about personal branding and building up your personal profile, making sure that you've got a really great personal profile that other people can come and see. And you'll hear that all the time. And where I come into it is I say, don't forget about your company page, which is the part that other people would say, why company pages, Michelle? Why should I bother spreading my time that I don't really have across two different places? You know, how am I going to keep up? And I'm going to say to you that you're different to your company. Your company has a, you know, a a presence, a profile, what they stand for, what you do more than just your products and services. And that's different to you as an owner and your employees. So I love to have two opportunities to share the story. So I'm a bit greedy. I'm looking at it saying, hey, you've got this other amazing opportunity over here. So let's explore that a little bit more. So couple of things there. Now, first of all, for the last number of years on LinkedIn, the consensus that I seem to keep running into is that business pages are kind of like LinkedIn groups, a non-event. Like, yeah, you can be in this group, but there's nothing going on there. And a lot of people seem to use the business page as almost like a calling card or a postcard there on LinkedIn, but they, they're not really active with it. You... This is, this is your claim is that no, no, the business pages are really important and becoming more and more important. 
That's right. And that's because we've seen an evolution in LinkedIn and the way that people use it. So if we go back when LinkedIn first came in and, you know, we've all been and got the story that is, hey, I got a job through LinkedIn. So I updated my profile and I got a job using LinkedIn. And that's been a common conversation for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens is over time, people like myself started to realize that LinkedIn was an opportunity to connect with so many other professional people on the platform. So around seven years ago is when I first started to realize that you've actually got an opportunity. One, you can reach an audience that I wouldn't, you know, have access to on an everyday basis basis, like here in Sydney, you know, and so I could reach people outside of my state, outside of my country and really learn about the industry that I was in. So for me, that was it, you know, it was a really great opportunity to start. And what happened is, especially in the last 18 months, COVID has impacted the world. So traditional selling methods, bang, out the window. So no one likes a cold call. No one likes a spam email. Our customer visits, you know, most of, we're back in lockdown here in Sydney. So they're off yes. the table. So we're back. Yeah, exactly. So our industry events got canceled our, or postponed and our trade shows got, you know, postponed. And another part of, you know, some of the industries is having overseas guests come, you know, you bring the overseas supplier and you march them around and you say, Hey, these are, they've got great products. Now, what do you do when all of that disappears? Now you've got options and they typically fall into paid or not paid. And a lot of small businesses don't have the budgets to take on big advertising campaigns and SEO is really expensive. You know, here in Australia, you're looking at probably, you know, two to $3,000 a month just to try and get on that first page of Google's results. And not every business has that to spare, especially during COVID when things are impacted. And this is where I say, hey, come and check out company pages. We know the B2B buyer is on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, we know that they're there. They're active. We've got 756 million users on LinkedIn. So come fishing where the fish are. That's what I always say. You know, this is where your target market is if you're selling B2B or to professionals. And so, you know, that's why I love it. And it's, you're right, groups have really, and company pages have got a bad reputation. I, I can't argue that point. But what's actually happened is as LinkedIn's evolved, the world's evolved, we're starting to see that real change now. And I'm saying get in at the ground level, people, because this thing's about to take off. Okay. Okay. I've heard you say that before. So come on, dish the deal here. What, what's, what do you know, what's going to change with business pages? Look, we're seeing this year, especially there's been changes month after month as we see, you know, some of the functionality within company pages, which can be a bit clunky. I'm not going to lie, uh, but we're seeing LinkedIn is really putting a lot of effort into company pages because I have a theory that last year they had their biggest year ever for LinkedIn advertising. Uh, the spend was about 3 billion extra us dollars uh, for the financial year. Now, if I'm Microsoft who owns LinkedIn, what am I going to do? I'm going to invest invest in my money maker because the HR solution side of the platform has been around for a long time. Most people know about it. It's probably not their cash cow coming up. So what they do to have advertising on LinkedIn, you need a company page. So what am I going to do? Oh, oh I, wait, 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 wait. So <laughs> yes. You need to have a company page to do. Obviously I've never done advertising. I've heard there's Me like neither. for a lot of people, Me there's neither. not so much ROI in LinkedIn advertising, but to do it, even if you wanted to, you need to have a company page. Absolutely. And so uh -huh. whilst I don't do advertising either, I, I 
do all of my marketing through my content, but there are much bigger companies that are obviously spending a lot of money. We know that they pulled their advertising off uh, Facebook and Instagram and they moved it across into LinkedIn last year because just because of such a big jump in how many people are on the platform. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to really make it effective for businesses, of course, LinkedIn's going to make company pages even, you know, have better functionality. So we've seen things like you can create articles on the page. Up until recently, you couldn't do that on a company page. Uh, they're doing, you know, some really cool work around the invites process. So you get some credits each month on a company page to invite mm -hmm. people yep. to follow. I've and they've that. made that easier. What's yeah, that they've about? made it. So that's about, you know, when you're creating a company page and I say it's a really great opportunity. This isn't a numbers game. This is about creating a really niche interested following in your product or services. So when you use the invite credits, you get a hundred at the start of the month. So they refresh every single month and you can actually, uh, you know, basically once you send them out as someone accepts, you get another credit to invite. Now there's some filters that they put on. So previously it would just be, you could invite 100 people from your personal connections and it almost just ran in order. Um, no particular order, just whoever LinkedIn thought you should invite. Mm -hmm. Now what it's actually done recently is you can filter it by location. So if your business is geography specific, specific, I suggest that you use the filters to target those people for your page. Same as if you're targeting another company. So say you've got an ideal customer out there that you really wish that they would buy from you. You can actually use the filters and you know, basically filter out that company from any of your personal connections and invite them to follow your page. And that's where you can really start to create content that talks to that ideal client. And so there's lots of cool ways in behind the scenes that we're just starting to really dig and find out, you know, all of the great ways that you can attract new business. Cause that's what I'm here to do is say, we're here to build your revenue. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> so these smaller businesses were actually benefiting from the changes that LinkedIn has made to the platform on yes. behalf of the larger businesses, but smaller businesses can now take advantage. Uh, so two things you mentioned, there was the invitation thing, and then there was the article. So what's the benefit? I mean, we've been able to write articles on our personal profile as long as I can remember. Yeah. So what's the benefit of being able to do it on our business page now? Look, now it's all about building your business up as a subject matter expert in your field. So Rather it's a really yourself? great, exactly. So it's both, mm -hmm. right? So unless you're a flamingo, I say stand on two legs, you know, have your company brands and have your personal brands rocking because let's think about it. We assume that everybody wants to create content on LinkedIn and the stats are actually only that 1% of people in an online community actually create content. So that leaves 90% sit back and watch. They don't actually do anything except log in every day. And then you've got 9% who will do something like like or comment every now and then. So there's this grand assumption that we're all on LinkedIn creating content and that's good for business and we build up employees as advocates. Now, that's not actually the case. And if you're a business that doesn't have someone from that 1%, what do you do? Stay invisible. And that's that's what I'm here to change. Uh, you know, a company page is a great tool for you to start out with while you build up the skills and, you know, often the confidence for your employees to start posting content themselves because not everyone wants to do it or enjoys it. There's a lot of anxiety around it. Yeah. Um, 
for so many reasons. I think the fear of being trolled like happens on other platforms. That's a real anxiety for a lot of people, judgment, fear, uh, all of those kind of things. So a company page is a great way for people to get involved and then, you know, progress further down the track. Now that's interesting. So, so you're saying that like as an employee of, of a giving firm, I could actually be kind of like get my mojo happening with my posting on LinkedIn and kind of trying things out and finding my voice on behalf of the company on the company page. I'm still building cred for myself. That's but I'm right. also helping like, oh, wow. That's right. And so there's no fear of that personal judgment. So it's a really neat place to start. And so what I find is when you start to get the company page rocking, so let's assume you've got no one in your company that's creating content or mm -hmm. familiar with LinkedIn mm -hmm. uh, and your business decides that we're going to go on. What we'll find is employees and the stats show that it's about 14 times more likely that they'll engage with a company post rather than post themselves. And so what you'll find is they'll do likes and comments on a company page and maybe even share it, that information to their personal networks before they actually want to actually create anything themselves. So, you know, it's, it starts mobilizing the employees in a safe and, you know, they feel uh, not as anxious around doing those kind of things. They'll support it. Um, and, you know, with some training and encouragement, you know, we start to see those things take off pretty quickly. Well, that's interesting. So I hadn't even thought about training. So I, I guess it behooves a small company if they really want to get their employees on board with this, give them some background or information and training and a foundation to be doing this. Look, and you'll find a lot of people that talk about personal brandings, talk about personal brandings there and the employees become advocates for the company. Now, I actually say if you've got a great company page, it works the other way around. It's your job to create content that builds up your employees out in the world. So if you've got a sales team, you know, help promote them as the go-to experts in their field. Now it's a two-way street and often companies will say, oh yes, it's the employee's job to go out and be advocates for our company. You know, it's their job. If they cared about this company, they would go and do that. And I'm but here to say, whose company is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's come back here a step. It's your company, it's your job build them up and give them skills and knowledge and support. And quite often there's no incentive for employees to actually get out there and create content. So, you know, if you are an owner of a business expecting other people to do it, give them a reason to, you know, there's got to be a KPI or an incentive in place to encourage these people when they, you know, do the right thing by your company. Cause that brand awareness they're building for you off their personal connections you can't pay money for that, you know. True. Every single one of them brings in however many hundred or thousands of connections in their network mm. onto your business page, potentially. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, most of us have significantly higher numbers of connections on our personal brands. So let's say on average, people have, you know, between two and 5,000 connections personally, and a lot of company pages would be well and truly under a thousand. Now, if you can leverage off what these employees have built up, then, you know, make sure that it goes the other way as well. So again, the two streams help you help build the employees and the employees help you build the company. So it's not not one at the expense of the other. Mm -hmm. It's basically getting them both to work at the same time. So is the business page really only advantageous for a company that has a, a team or a fleet of employees that can be helping them build this way? 
No, I say it goes down to the solopreneurs as well. So this is why I love it. Name me one other platform or place where a solopreneur has the same power as a multinational global company. So on LinkedIn, number one, it's free. Number two, we get the same banner space. We get the same logo size. We get the same number of characters for the headline and content for free. Hmm. You know, this isn't a pay to play platform. Like if you choose to do ads, that's fine, but you don't need to do ads to have a successful company page, but you have the same space. So you can make your business appear way bigger than what it may be potentially behind the scenes. And you have the opportunity with good content to really stand out as the leader in your field without having to pay for that luxury, which, you know, often if you want to show up on the first page of Google results, it's pay to play, Mm -hmm. you know, and so the, whether it's your advertising spend or investing in SEO, it's all about pay to play. Now, cool thing about a LinkedIn company page is by investing in good content, LinkedIn has really good uh, showings on the first page of Google results. So company pages will often show on the first page in the first few positions. Uh, Typically it's in one or two without having to pay anything. So, you know, why invest all this money in SEO when you're starting out, budgets are stretched, just come over here and try this. You'll be on the front page, you know, in no time. So one of the things uh, in previous conversations you, you had mentioned was that you wish, well, you wish that there wasn't this mindset of like, well, we have a website. Why do we need mm. to be over there building a business page on LinkedIn? And so that's an issue. What yeah. is the issue? Look, websites serve a purpose, right? And what typically happens is people go out, they put a lot of effort and time into their website. They set it up. And it's a set and forget, you know, unless you've got a huge marketing team with lots of, you know, people running it and making sure that we've got new, you know, processes in place on that website to capture leads. Most of the time for small businesses, it's you pay someone to set it up, you write a few blogs to stick it on there, and then you leave it there and hope and pray that someone will find you and come to your business. Now, what I love about the LinkedIn company pages is it almost becomes like a dynamic website that's updated daily. It becomes almost like a mini representation of your website, but it's dynamic. It's what's going in on your business today. And it's a more human side to your business, not just what you do, your products and services. It's also, you know, who are you? What do you stand for? What makes your business different? Because there aren't too many unique businesses out there with, you know, where lots of the same, same, versions, you know, variations on a theme. So Mm. the human side of your business is what makes you stand out. So that's interesting to, to, I think a lot of people would be a bit taken aback to hear like what I'm supposed to put a human face on my LinkedIn business page. Absolutely. Tell me more. Yeah. (laughs) Look, and this is the craziness of it. And this is why people say personal branding and personal profiles are where you should focus on LinkedIn. And I agree with them. You know, the personal side of LinkedIn is important, but it's important to show that as part of your company page as well. So I know that across the various pages that I manage and the industries, it doesn't matter the industry. If you grab your smartphone and take candid photos of anyone or anything in your office and surroundings, especially your people, that type of content will outperform anything else that you can create. Wow. That's so, so easy. 
It is. It is. And the less manufactured and branded and corporate that you make your content, the more people are relatable. So we want to know, oh, is that what that email address from the lady in accounts, you know, is that what she looks like? You know, she's got a dog. I've got a dog. You know, we become relatable when you start to share more personal, you know, grab the guy in the warehouse that puts all that effort fit in to make sure that things are packed properly, you know, take videos of watching, you know, what he does, show us the effort and care that you put into your business or how you go above and beyond and what makes your people different. And the more you show us that it's like the wizard of Oz, show us behind the curtain, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's going on in there that we can't see from your website. So what is the, in your uh, recommendations that you would give to your clients, the businesses that you work with, what is the, the balance and or the relationship between their strategy, if they have one for their website and their LinkedIn business page, should they meld them or are they like two monoliths? Theoretically, they should, you know, support each other. So you can, and uh, LinkedIn has a plug-in follower button that you can put into your website for company pages. Didn't and when someone, when someone visits your website, they click on this button and they automatically become a follower of your page. And that's slightly different from having an icon that hyperlinks you across to the company page and then you're relying on them to press the follow button when they get there. So mm-hmm. this is an automatic button. So that's one way that it works, you know, that way. And vice versa, there's a follow button that you can can direct people from the company page back to your website. So theoretically, we want these things to be bouncing off each other. And there's other things like an insight tag that you can put on your website and start to get the demographics of what LinkedIn followers or LinkedIn um, profile holders are coming onto your website. And you can find all kinds of demographics of who's coming to see your website. And that's a thing that a lot of people don't know about. Your website or your business page? Your website. So so it's called a good, uh, it's called the uh, insight tag from LinkedIn, yep. and you basically insert it onto the pages of your website. And anyone that visits your website that has a LinkedIn profile, you start to pull their demographics of who they are. Oh, sorry, not their names, but where they're from, and yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. The, so you know the kind seniority of the same as the and Facebook things. Facebook pixel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people aren't using it, so you get a real picture of who is it that's coming to your website that's on LinkedIn. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, steps down the path that if you want to run ads, you can retarget those people and send them, you know, ads that would actually say, you know, speak to, you know, the pages that they've visited and maybe get them on board. So, you know, there's lots of complicated and simple tools that the two of them work together uh, that a lot of people just haven't explored yet. You know, it's more than just a company page. And this is where, you know, LinkedIn Mm. does a lot of things. They don't, what they don't do well is tell people. Yeah. You know, these are all the cool tools oh on the company God. page. Yeah. We like... just think, we just think company pages are where people advertise their products and services and they're really annoying and they look like ads and we scroll on by, but I'm here to kind of hopefully change that. And the, the, you know, like what, as, as we're speaking about this, it occurs to me, I have a business page. I've had, I, I actually have two, one uh, business that is, that's a question. Should I be putting that LinkedIn business page to bed when the company has now been folded? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. So right. because again, if you have no intentions of ever bringing that company back to life, you can actually um, archive it so that people don't accidentally find it and then get frustrated that it's not coming back to but you. But if you don't have that business page, then over on your personal profile, when you have your company listed, 
it just shows up as like a neutral LinkedIn icon. So how do you, is there, is there any way to get buildings? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so there's nothing worse than going on somebody's personal profile, going down to their work experience and seeing that they've got those poor little gray buildings that LinkedIn exactly. uses as the go-to icon. Um, so if you want to change that, set up a company page. And even if you have no intentions of creating content, it's really important that you leave a trail for people because if they're on the platform and they're searching, we want them to find you, you know, organic search results are great. And, you know, it means you're not paying for things, paying mm -hmm. for people to find you. So it's, takes about 15 minutes to set up a company page. It's free. And then you go back and link it to your personal profile so that your logo shows up. And again, just think of it free, free advertising in a passive kind of way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then people may find you accidentally. They're the great opportunities. The ones that we didn't know were out there. We've haven't actually had to actively go out and find, and they're attracted to us. That's ultimately what we're trying to do. So kind of, following the breadcrumbs in my mind here. Okay. So I've got a business page. I've got two, one that should probably be archived. I, I, I'm the kind of person that if I hear of somebody, I was actually having this conversation the other day, you don't even exist until I've gone and I've found you on LinkedIn. And then I've looked in your contacts and I've found your webpage and I've checked you out. But do you know what I don't look at? I don't look at your business page on LinkedIn. Yeah. So what is the relationship? And the, the question I'm getting to slowly is as somebody who's managing two, and it's, as you mentioned, it's time consuming. There are do's and don'ts about like, you can't just post the same thing on both your personal and your business and you can't cross post. Am I correct in that? That's not um, recommended? I would say you, what I would say is don't press the share button. So that's the worst button to press on LinkedIn at this point in time. And I reserve the right to come back later and, and change, change my mind that. because um, what's happened is LinkedIn has recently updated the home feed algorithm. So and they've really mentioned reshares and shares as having value. Now that's not our experience on the platform right now, but I feel it's going to change in the coming months. And that's to encourage people to really share, just like retweets why, on Twitter. Why was right? it not something of value? Like I had heard that too. Don't bother. It doesn't help anything. Yeah. The reach has been atrocious. And so I think it's a bit of both things. You didn't get good reach so that everyone said, don't do it. So then it didn't perform. And then it was like this vicious cycle going round and round. What happened is because of pods, which are just engagement groups that all try and game the LinkedIn algorithm, jump on and do lots of comments. I think what we're seeing is LinkedIn trying something else to try and encourage people away from just comments being gold and moving them to say, actually, we're going to say, if you take the time to promote, you know, by sharing someone else's post, yeah. that should be moved up the food chain. Cause to me, like you'll put, you're going, Hey guys, check this out. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's networking. So yeah. So if we're looking at how does that work between a business page and also your personal, so you're right. It's a, you know, a timing thing, you know, something's got to be sustainable. So what I would say to you is it's okay to repurpose, you know, I'm a huge fan of repurposing, just don't do the same post to your personal and company page on the same day. So spread uh, it out uh, a little bit, make it a brand new post, copy, repaste. If you've had something perform well on one on the other, you know, use it across. I will quite often make sure that I tag my company in any of my personal posts and say, Hey, come and follow good trading co and really use 
use one to feed the other and vice versa. You know, I build myself up on my company page just as much. So that's no, a great idea. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. It's really important to be, use, as I said, use both of them to build each other up. One builds up my business side of me. The other one, Hey, I'm human. I'm a person. Here's my expertise. You know, if you like me, then, you know, come over here and, you know, maybe we can do business as well. So we're building up social proof is the fancy terms for it. So we want when people are doing their research and we know that 70% of the buying decisions done before anyone even reaches out to a salesperson. Think about that for a minute. It's not like old school. We have an abundance of information available. Google, oh my God, change selling, right? It cha- I've been doing it for 20 years. Once upon a time, I was the keeper of knowledge and you needed to come to me to find out about my expertise that I could then share with you. It's, it's no longer exists. You can find any answer in what, under half a second on Google, tell me the answer to anything in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens is people do their own research and then they come to the salesperson when they're ready to buy. And it's that last little bit where the sales team really gets involved. So if you don't have an online presence, you know, and someone else does, then you're going to miss opportunities. So you, you're working with companies uh, trying to get optimize what you can optimize with them, with the time and then the bandwidth that they've got available. What are some of the, I wouldn't say egregious, but what are some of the, the mistakes or the, the LinkedIn no-nos you see companies making that if they just fix that, it would really make a difference? Look, the simple thing is it's not free advertising. Okay. So it is not your chance to just bombard people with every product and service that you offer. No one is interested. They do not care. They will not um, engage. They will unfollow you if you bombard them with what is essentially just spam on LinkedIn. You know, we don't like it anywhere else. We don't like ads. That's why we all moved across from, you know, onto Netflix and channels like that so that we don't like ads, right? So Mm -hmm. don't make your content look like ads. So if you're not going to do that, what are you going to do? You're going to be of service. You're going to add value. You're going to solve problems. So think about in your industry, what are the top questions that your clients or potential clients may ask and start answering those, you know, how do you solve their challenges? Because Mm -hmm. we know when people are scrolling through LinkedIn, they're often looking for solutions to problems that they're having within their own business. And so making sure that it's really obvious what you do and how you make life easier for people. And it doesn't matter what you do. The process is the same across industries is that you're solving people's problems. Be the one yeah. that stands out and says, I'm ready. When you have that problem, I'm the company you need to come to. Now that just totally brought to mind the conversation that we'd had uh, recently about um, video and creating video, that whole thing of immediately telling people who you are and what you do and 72% of people would rather get their information via video than read text. So when it comes to video in LinkedIn and particularly on our business page, is it a good idea? Cause I have heard it said that actually text posts perform better than video posts and, and image posts. What, how do you advise people around using video on their business page? Look, I think, as I said before, you've got a smartphone, use it. You know, it doesn't have to be a full-scale production, although it can be. There are times when that actually works, right, when it's worthwhile investing in something that really highlights, you know, I've seen some uh, really cool examples of the you know two-minute business card, a video that actually when you're asleep, someone else can watch it and actually see what your business does. And I love that idea. So what we're looking at is just really making sure that people can find out what you do, 
when you're not there. You know, that's that's the cool part about the company pages. Is there any way on a company page, if you were to, because what we were talking about was making that kind of video business card, mm. is there any way to pin it to the top of the page like you can in some other uh, platforms? Yeah, so what's great is we have the opportunity to post pin one to the top. Okay, so what we're hoping and what we're pushing the LinkedIn product team to do is have a featured section, which is currently available on the personal profile, mm -hmm. but we don't see it as well on the company page. Now, what a company page does really well is you can almost set up your own mini YouTube channel because it has a video tab, which actually looks really good, which isn't on personal profiles. So if you're uploading native video to LinkedIn, it looks really good, you know, and it's something that stands out that not a lot of people notice. Uh, and so to, you know, should you use video, video is a really cool way to actually show people who you are. And, you know, it's that instant, you know, affinity with someone that you can build that trust oh, that God, yeah. words can't, I love words. I love writing. Um, but there are just some things that videos just like this, you get to see yeah. more than my words will ever convey. Yes. It's just and when, the fact when of I'm life. Looking for something if i'm searching and i want a solution and i do not want to just like slowly and leisurely look <laughs> through many many pages it's like no i need to know this answer now yeah i'm i go looking for a video and in fact a little bit if i go to somebody's if i go to somebody's linkedin profile and, and or their business profile or, or their website and i can't find video i'm kind of like are they a thing <laughs> Like, mm, yeah i want yeah. video but it's good to know that you're not it's not something that you're punished for by posting video in linkedin no definitely not i'm always a fan of rotating your styles of content so you love videos that's what you look for there are people that don't listen to videos they just want to read they just want to skim and scan there are people that love infographics you know so mm -hmm. when you oh, yeah. think about it we're all different right mm -hmm. some we're all different so i rotate my content so that i use the different formats so i pick up different people in my audience and it doesn't mean that you won't read something that i've written but oh, yeah no gravitate you'll gravitate to maybe a video and so it's important to make sure i leave a trail for all kinds of people yes. and rotating content make that not boring as well like yeah. so don't make your company page boring uh, <laughs> yeah. same 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 like yeah. no one's in into it right so, so we've got the formats that you rotate through do you also have like i've heard it um some people who are talking about doing social selling on other platforms facebook in particular talk about a ratio of the kinds of posts like value information teaching call to action value you know do you have any kind of formula that you use like that on linkedin or that you would recommend for business pages Absolutely. And I didn't come up with this, so I have to put it out there. LinkedIn did. Um, and I wish I had, but it's really simple. We're going to call it the three, two, one method, right? So three, two, one is six posts over the space of, I would say a fortnight. So you've got six posts and you're going to do three of those are going to share about your industry knowledge. You know, what's going on? What are the changes? What things are impacting? What do you see the future? What's the new technologies or legal changes that are coming out? you know, really show what your business understands about the industry that it's in. So that's three posts throughout the fortnight. Then we're going to do two posts, which are your feel good posts. So, you know, that's your human stories about your business, you know, or it might be some people are purpose led. So it might be some of your things that you're doing out in the community. So, you know, think people, community, corporate social responsibility, things that you, your company undertakes, all kinds of feel good things. So that's two posts in the fortnight. And then you get to do one post 
post where you get to talk about your products and services and how they solve the challenges of your ideal client. So three, two, one, there's your fortnight done. We'll keep it simple, right? Because LinkedIn doesn't need to be complicated. There are people that make a lot of money trying to turn it into a very complicated process, but I love the three, two, one, three about the big picture, two about the feel good and human side and one about your products and services and how they solve things. So yeah, that's my method. Uh, as I said, LinkedIn came up with it. I'm, I'm latching onto it because I just think it's such a great way Chances to are, remember. If they put it out there, it probably makes sense or it's something that works <laughs> with their algorithms. It's funny while you were saying that, I mean, you're in Australia, I'm in Canada. Canada kind of straddles the American English and then the British English. And I'm thinking for anybody in America under the age of 35, they're thinking Fortnite, what's that? Is it, it's the <laughs> game, right? Fortnite <laughs> being Sorry every two that. weeks. <laughs> and did I miss Canada Day? I forgot to say uh, happy Canada, Canada Day. Day. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so um, you, had, there was something I was reading through the notes. As always, I always want to, you know, get a really good feel for my guests. And I had asked a million questions. And one of the things was, what did you wish people knew? Or what do people have a misunderstanding about? And you said that people think it's so easy to be creating consistent, good content on an ongoing and frequent basis. Now, first, first of all, I think of that as like, hell no, that is not easy. <laughs> First of all, who thinks it's easy? Well, you don't have to answer that one. But how does one even begin to the have a business, have a life, and get that consistent flow of good content? And you've said it a few times that consistency is key. And, you know, there is no prescribed number. So because I don't know everyone's individual, you know, it's like at the end of the insurance ads, you know, check your individual circumstances to make sure that this product is right for you. And the same goes with content. You know, we're looking at it and saying, okay, what are your overall business goals? what can you do consistently with the resources that you have? And so if that is like one post per fortnight to start off with, then that's one post per fortnight. If that's something that you think you can do twice a week, then that's what we do. The consistency is uh -huh. more important than up and down all around, you know, skip a few weeks, come back with a vengeance, you know, and be all over the place. Just be top of mind is what we're trying to create here. Now, defining good content, good, ten, good content is as simple as, what adds value to your ideal clients, you know, that is out there potentially mm -hmm. scrolling through. So, you know, if you're doing those things, there's, you know, some tips and tricks that we can do in the format of the content. But ultimately, you know, if you just put something out there, you're in front of most businesses, you know, you're in that top 1% straight away, right? True. So it's a really easy way to stand out. And that can be even more so depending on, you know, which industries you come from. You know, I come from a manufacturing background. And so if you're creating content in that space, you're way, you're light years ahead of any of your competitors because they're, they're not in a digital online world just yet. Now there are other audiences where you might come from a marketing, you know, company or a digital agency and they're all over it and it's fiercely competitive. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's real opportunities for lots of industries to be the leader in this space and it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, yeah. just drop perfection. Yeah. Um, done is better than perfect is, uh, some, you know, one of my friends, Leah, who has a company that does this kind of stuff. She, yeah. Done is better than perfect. You yeah. know, that's my message I would love to share. So when it comes to these businesses who like, oh, we talked about a lot of things. And in the beginning you said like, keep it simple and it doesn't have to be as complex as some people who have made their living 
being a LinkedIn guru. <laughs> yeah, everything that we talked about, while it was all very fascinating, that's an enormous volume of information about using LinkedIn for our businesses. So do you work, when you're working with a business, do you take them on as a client and kind of find that sweet spot for them of like, this is the best way for you to be using it and this is how we can get your employees yeah, doing that mutually absolutely. beneficial thing where we're kind of building each other up? Is it, That's what you do with your it is absolutely a process and it's unique for businesses because no two businesses are the same. Uh, what I do know is that posting three times a week is the ideal. So mm -hmm. we don't need to do it every day. So I can tell people, you know, three is ideal. If you can't get to that, that's fine. You know, again, something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, when we go into businesses, we need to then line up with what we're trying to achieve in the greater business needs to line up with what we're creating here on LinkedIn. You know, so mm -hmm. LinkedIn is not a separate stream that we run off and do our own thing. We're really right. trying to drive opportunities for, you know, products and services yeah. back into the business from, you know, you might identify that, Hey, Michelle, we only want to go after this particular part of the business. We know that we don't work well with, you know, uh, businesses that have under 50 employees. We need to target much bigger ones. And so the content that you create would be around that. Now, everything takes time and it's just a new habit to learn. So to give people a bit of perspective around the time, if you have, don't have a company page right now, and we were to start today, it would take about six months to get 500 followers, uh, which you would use your invite credits, but we're looking for a target between 500 and 1000 followers for a company page to be effective. Now that's not a lot, you know, it's nowhere near the numbers that people have on their personal mm -hmm. um, profiles typically. Yep. So, you know, it will take about six months. So set your expectations that we don't just start creating content this week and then we get opportunities next week. It's a, mm -hmm. a slower burn. Okay. But once it's set up, you get that ongoing performance, which, you know, it doesn't require as much maintenance, but in the beginning you have to do six weeks, sorry, six months of, you know, really focused. Mm -hmm. And the more people within your team that you can get, if you've got a team, the more that you can help get on them on board, the further and faster that you will go. Yeah. Now it starts with the CEO. If you don't have a CEO that is interested in LinkedIn and you are someone in another division trying to get that program up and running, it won't happen. You will be flogging a, a dead horse, as we would say here. I don't know, but it's yeah, just, it. It, yeah, what happens is, is that if the CEO doesn't lead by example, they won't put the resources, they won't show up as a leader in that space. And mm -hmm. then it becomes not important to everyone else. If it's not important to the leader, why should it be important to everyone else? And especially when there's normally not KPIs or incentives in place. So, you know, if you are the you know, the GM, the director, the CEO, the founder of these businesses really lead the way and teach your employees how that you want them to behave. And they'll do that by following what you do. That's a really good point. So for, for some companies like LinkedIn really, as much as maybe it would be beneficial because the, the company culture and the mindset of the, the C-suites aren't there, it might not be worth your time. 
Look, again, it's going to be better than nothing, you know, but what's going to happen is typically what I find is you've got one person who's really keen. They use LinkedIn a lot and they're trying to bring the whole business along. Um, Mm. And, you know, it's hard work. And then what we find is eventually they give up because they're like going, I can't drag everyone else. And so, you know, it's if you have a team that's around you and, you know, if you're in a small business, you may not have that team, but where you have a team, like, you know, the more people that you can get to help, the easier it is for everybody. You know, that, Mm. that burden can be, you know, kind of spread or the resources can be spread, you know, depending which way you look at it. Mm. Um, But yeah, the more that you can get involved, the better, you know, because ultimately, you know, it's to build a workplace that you're proud of, you know, that's what we want to show, be proud of what you're doing in your workplace, share with the community what you do and you know we go to work and we put so many hours into it these days you know (laughs) and why you know why not share that message with other people so you can reap the benefits of all that effort so all of this strategy and the the techniques all this stuff like do you bundle this together in some kind of course or a program or how like what what do you offer Look, as I said, I like to keep things simple for companies because there is so much information out there and so many different ways of doing things. So I keep it really simple. You have two choices. Number one, you get to spend a couple of hours with me and I will train you on the best practices. So everything that I've learned over seven or eight years, plus 20 years of selling, I put that into two hours and I'll upskill you so that you're on your way. Now, if you have no chance of committing to around, you know, 20 minutes a day going forward, then your job is to pay someone like me to do it for you. And that's actually what happens is I just say to people, you've got two choices. You get to learn how to do it yourself or you pay me to do it. Like that is as simple as it is. The option is not C, don't do it at all. (laughs) Because being invisible, it means you're missing out on opportunities, you know, and we're talking revenue. We're not just talking being popular. We're talking, you know, opportunities to make money because that digital buyer is online now. I think that is something... For the people in the back, Michelle, last words, <laughs> <laughs> just in case they miss that. Look, this, your buyer is online. And if you are not online and making it really easy for people to find you, you are going to miss out on revenue. So either A, learn how to do it and you know invest in your team and show them the skills or B, pay someone else to do it. You know, the option is not C, be invisible because your competitors, if they do it well, they going to take business from you. We can't rely on, as I said, you know, throughout this process, our buyer is online. We can't rely on old school selling methods. And that's even without COVID impacting things. You know, we are not teaching salespeople these days on how to close business, you know, like old school, I, you know, it was like all about the close because, you know, we have to make sure that we're attracting them in the first place. That's the real skill these days is in an online world, which is crowded. How do you stand out? And I think company pages are a really amazing tool. And, you know, for the investment of a couple of hours of your life to learn how to do it yourself or, you know, a weekly management fee, which is, you know, reasonable, you actually have the choice to really stand out. And, you know, there's really no excuse not to really. Nailed it. (laughs) Michelle, thank you so much for talking with me today about this. This has just been like so fun in a geeky sort of way, but I've just really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. 
It's been my absolute pleasure to be a LinkedIn nerd with you. So uh, to all those businesses out there, you know, it's just been amazing. So thank you for having the opportunity for me to share what I know. Talk soon. Bye. Did you know that podcast guesting, being the featured guest interviewed on podcasts, is one of the hottest 2021 ways to build brand, audience, and your business? to get your unique message and personality out there to those who need to hear it. As a podcaster myself and a business consultant, I help turn entrepreneurs into business people who can proficiently and profitably use podcast guesting as a powerful part of their marketing plan. Want to know more? You can download the five-step guide below in the notes, or if you really want to get moving on it, book a call and let's map out how we could make it part of your marketing plan.